What's up, fellas, ladies and fellas? Uh, we're back, Saints and Sinners Podcast. Uh, before we really get into our sports talk, man, we want to uh, take a minute to remember a special lady. Uh, my wife's grandmother, Ms. Barbara Gertano, passed away last week. Uh, she always was willing to chime in the podcast, was always a character, man, a special lady who, you know, from day one, you know, embraced me. I mean, I felt like family as soon as I met her. You know, I mean, the woman's been special to me, special to my kids, everybody around her. She was the glue of the family. And, uh, you know, the only thing I could ever kind of, you know, have a little difference with Miss Barbara about was she was a Yankees fan. She didn't, she didn't go Cubs blue and red. But, hey, other than that, man, she was an awesome lady. And uh, we're all going to miss her a lot, man. She was a big-time hoodat. Loved her Pelicans as well. Uh, like I said, she was just a, a great lady, man. We're going to miss her for sure. But I wanted to uh, – take that time out just to kind of throw that out there. And, you know, I felt like it was very necessary, mm-hmm. but uh, we're going to move on to sports. Uh, as, as hard as it is, we're going to definitely move on to sports. Uh, big news, uh, Cam Newton signing with the Patriots. He sat on a free agent market a long time, 30 year old former league MVP. Uh, Bill Belichick had to replace Tom Brady. Is Cam Newton the guy, man? One-year deal, I think $7 million. What is this? Just, just uh, kind of let's assess the roster year and see if we can flip Newton into some, or maybe we strike gold, or is this just to compete with Stidham? You know, I mean, what's, what's going on here? Uh, I think Cam Newton came there to be the starter, honestly. I think he's still yeah. getting paid from, uh, from uh, Carolina, so he's still getting, you know, what, $15, 20000000 million guaranteed from them. Um, right. He gets a chance to go uh, delve his mind with Bill Belichick. Uh, you know, yeah. a guy that's went through a lot of injuries in the last couple of years. A lot of them brought on by his way of play. But if he gets with one of the smartest minds in football ever, the guy with a lot of natural talent, if he's 100% healthy, I think he can carry a team a long way in the playoffs, honestly. And, I, and see, this is where you know I'm not the biggest Cam guy. I, I think Cam had his window early in his career. I think he had a phenomenal college career. I don't think he's the worst quarterback out there. I'm not, you know, I know a lot of Saints fans don't like the guy for his, his demeanor, you know, the way he carries himself, refusing to do interviews when he loses. He seems like a little bit of a brat. I, I've got that doesn't bother me as much, although that does affect things from a leadership standpoint, which I always felt he did lack. But I'm not ready to write him off just because of that. I, I'm ready to write the guy off from what I've seen the last four years. As you said, the injuries took a toll on this guy. He, his touchdown interception ratio has been very mediocre. I think the last four years, it's like 55 touchdowns to 44 picks. Uh, he's been under 60% by a good margin. Um, I just haven't seen a guy that's confident, a guy that can, you know, hit timing patterns. I haven't seen the accuracy. And, and with the Patriots system, I mean, let's be real, Tom Brady is sharp as he gets. I mean, he's like Drew Brees. I mean, the timing, well, it wasn't there. Is he not good at timing patterns? Or did he, did he get coached into, you know, holding the ball and throwing long – Long developing passes to guys that couldn't get open on their own after. I didn't, I didn't see. It. I mean, with Tom Brady, to, you mean with Cam? I mean, the guy had his well, best, best receiver was Devin Funches, who 
I thought he might have a little bit of talent because he was on my fantasy yeah, team, but after watching him for a couple of years, he couldn't get separation. It wasn't a lot of there. Yeah, I mean, Devin Funches wasn't really a stud by any stretch. Yeah, got I mean, Devin Devin at the wide receiver one. But here's my thing. Carson Wentz had nothing for receivers the last couple of years, and he's looked a hell of a lot better than Cam Newton. I'm just saying, look at that Philadelphia receiving group. I mean, come on. Those guys have been a joke. I will say Cam Newton had this. He had a top five or six tight end. Yeah, but we're calling we call yes, six quarterback. And you're, What's you're, that? You're, you're comparing it to a top six quarterback. I mean, you're going to say, well, listen, you know, I like Chris a little, a little bit better numbers than, uh, than, than Cam Newton has. America like Carson Wentz, you know, more than Cam Newton. For a lot and of there's no Christian McCaffrey and the Eagles. Let's be real. I mean, let's be, I don't want to get, I don't want to make no excuse for Newton. To me, I think what happened with this guy was, he had a great run early in his career. His playing style definitely took its toll on him. He was never a terrific passer. He was a very slightly above average passer at absolute best. He's a tremendous athlete. He's a physical guy. I'll never take none away from his athleticism. But to me, I always said, if this guy has to rely on his passing, he has a long way to go. Because the way Russell Wilson evolved early on years, two to three in his career, became this amazing passer with tremendous accuracy. You know, all the nooks and crannies, man, all the – the smart, you know, the pump face, the, the nuances of the game, when to use those. Newton has been a guy that's never had touch. He's never been able to do that type of thing. He's got a guy who's got a cannon of an arm. He's fast. He's big. But to me, the mental side is lacking for him a little bit as a leader, the in-game yeah. decision-making. I just don't – I don't love him. He's been a good offensive What's that? I mean, he's never really had the offensive minds on a consistent basis, you know, coaching him up. I think for Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, they they made a bit, they made a decision that they're not, they don't trust Jared Stidham. If they liked him, they wouldn't have yeah, him on that so clearly start for the for them. Well, yeah, no, no I'm not saying he's going to sit back and learn. I think there's definitely good. He might a longer-term deal. No, I mean, Newton definitely has the edge. I mean, I'll say this. If Stidham outplays him, this I think Stidham would break, Just what he shot break, you know, if they can run him smart and not run him up the middle like he did most of the first half of his career doing, you know, get him out to the edge, you know, Craig Jackson, some of those running backs, you know, automatically the running game is legit for, for the Patriots, which we couldn't have said, you know, coming into the season. It was hard to envision how they were going to offense – if Jared Stidham wasn't the guy. To me, I would have said you have to rely on Sonny Michelle. I mean, Michelle, two years ago, I mean, I know he had a disastrous year last year. The injuries never got on track. But when they won the Super Bowl, I mean, this guy ran for almost 1,000 yards in a shortened season. Didn't have really a training camp or a preseason. He was explosive in the playoffs. He had some really big games. To me, it would have to be the running backs, Michelle and James White. You know, White's a tremendous pass catcher. You know, James White and Michelle would have had to carry an offense. Because I don't love the receivers. So Nikhil has potential, but Edelman's past his best days. I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of trash in that receiving core. I'm not sold on Muhammad Sanu. We don't know enough about Myers still. The tight end is Matt Lacoste. I mean, offensive line, I don't think they ever got over the loss of Trent Brown. I think it's a pretty solid unit, but they're not anywhere near an elite unit like they were, you know, a few years back. I, I don't love the supporting cast. It's okay. The defense took a hit, too. I mean, losing Kyle Van Noy. That secondary is getting a little bit older. 
Um, you know, a when lot of that's Tom Brady. When we say, when we say these things, we say these things every year. They lost this guy. They lost that guy. This this guy. But that lost. one guy. Yeah, really, this guy. guy really. And then that kid right. in the championship game. Yeah, I, I'll bet money right now. That team does not make the playoffs. I'll put whatever against anybody. That team does not make the playoffs. I'm going to tell you why. Cam Newton's not even on the same planet as Tom Brady at 42 years old. At 30, he's nowhere near Tom Brady at 42. And I think the rest That's of that division. I mean, to me, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in that division, hands down. It's not even close. I think Buffalo's better. I think Miami's going to surprise some people. I think Flores has them in the right direction. I think the two of things going to be real if he stays healthy. I like that offense he's coming into. And they're building some nice players on the defensive side of the ball, too. Uh, the Jets are still a fucking train wreck, but I like Buffalo. Buffalo's a 10, 11 win team to be. I think Patriots are very mediocre this year. I think they're an eight win team at best, nine wins, hey, perhaps. I'm not so sure about Buffalo. I like Buffalo, but you got to remember. Josh Allen's still a quarterback. Hey, Josh Allen. A lot of people like Josh Allen. Remember, this is a kid. You know I mean? This is a guy who was in his second you year. You want to talk about completion percentage and accuracy. He's no, but he's I mean, it's a worst I've ever seen. But Josh Allen coming out of college was He's reckless like Cam Newton, but he's not as good a passer as Cam Newton. No, I mean, I'm not – but listen, Josh Allen's still, 20, what, 23 years old, 24 years old. I mean, you got to give Josh Allen a little time. You talk about lack of weapons. This guy might have had the worst support cast of any quarterback in the playoffs. I mean, I would make that bet that he did. I mean, John Brown's your number one receiver, and Cole Beasley's the number two. I mean, that's a I'd joke. I'd rather have those guys, guys than fucking Devin Funches and, and Farrell Cooper. Greg Olson, Farrell Greg Olson DJ Moore. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, those are pretty good players. They don't have McCaffrey didn't play his whole career with, with Cam Newton. He's only played three years. I'm just going to say this. Josh Allen's going in his third year of his career. He's got a legitimate number one, they feel, in Stephon Diggs. I like Diggs. I don't love Diggs. I like Diggs. I mean, he's way better than anybody they had. They had to make that trade. Dawson Knox coming into a second year. He's a guy that could really emerge as a tight end. Um, Allen's a runner, man. He look, he's got he's got instincts. He's got to slow it down a little bit. But I think having another year, having a better uh, number one target, Stephon Diggs, a guy who can create after the catch, a guy who can beat guys downfield as well, who's a crisp route runner. I think that's going to be wonders for him. I think the running game's going to be a little more solidified. You know, they got Moss to go with Singletary. Who I thought they needed to get the ball. Like I said, they gave the ball to Singletary more in the fourth quarter. They beat Houston hands down in the playoffs. I mean, they outplayed. The Texans, 75% of that game. But Texans were very fortunate to move on. And that would have been a hell of a victory on the road, you know, in the playoffs last year. I mean, I, I think Allen's going to be fine. I think that defense is one of the top three in football. And they got better, too. Remember, they added some players. I mean, we know our, our guy A.J. Klein's now over there. I mean, that defense has three or four Pro Bowl caliber players. You know, when you look around, like the Hughes and Tredavious Whites, you know, guys like that. I mean, it, it, you know, Edmonds. There's a hell of a lot of talent there in that defense. Um Offensive line's decent, but like I said, I like the running game. I like the Diggs addition. That team's the best team in the division. Me, I, look, the Patriots. Here's my thing: Edelman's not getting any younger. They have nothing at tight end anymore. This team always had great play at the tight end spot. They don't have that anymore. They don't have Tom Brady. Uh, Edelman's, you know, chemistry with Brady too. I mean, there's something that has to be said for that. And I mean, that's good. When you get, when you get, open, in when you get open in the quick area, you're good. You're a good player for a lot of different. But that's people. not Newton's style. Newton is not good at like you know Edelman on them drag routes, those cut routes, those hitch routes. Newton struggles at that. Newton's a guy who likes to create with his legs, 
a lot like Lamar Jackson does, you know, in uh, private open receiver on a rollout. I think the problem you know, is you, timing, that is you're, stuff I think guy. the problem is you're putting you know, you're putting the traditional uh Patriots offense and you think they're going to run that same offense with Cam Newton? That's that's not going to happen. They're going to run a yeah, different well, offense. What, what's going to happen? So Julian Edelman, you take him out of a system he's thrived in his entire career. You're going to be a team that leads that division in running yards. That's well, right. I mean, they can definitely be run heavy, but you got your best. You lost your best offensive lineman two years ago. You let Trent Brown walk to Oak to well, now Las Vegas. The Raiders. I don't know. I don't know if the line's good enough. And Marcus Cannon was terrible on the right side. I like the guys inside with Andrews and Tooney, but there's a lot of holes in that offensive line. It ain't what it used to be. Oh, I mean, man. I like Michelle. Michelle is the X factor. I know you're not the biggest Sonny Michelle guy, but if they don't have Michelle healthy, that team is in trouble. He's going to be the biggest X factor. I'm not saying that as a fantasy football on that shit. If he doesn't they need to get fucking Damian Harris on the field and create a two-headed monster because obviously Tony Michelle ain't. Ain't there to run 28 times a game. His fucking knees fucked up. He can't fucking just run him into the ground. He needs to find another partner to go well, with. You know, besides besides James White like catching passes, because that shit's obvious. Everybody in the stadium knows that if they fucking have Sony Michelle in the game, they're gonna run the ball. And if well, James that's, fucking that's on you need somebody that's on to do both. And we got to see if Damian Harris could do both in in, the, in this well, situation. I, I'm not so convinced that Sonny Michelle can't. If he's not showing it, if she's not showing in practice, they're not going to fucking put him in the game to catch the ball. Well, you have James White. They have like a historically low amount of targets. They refuse to target him in the past. Well, that's a little unfair. I'm, I'm going to go into why I think that's a little unfair with him because you got James White who catches 75, 80 balls some years. I mean, this guy's going to get. They, look, they had such a successful run doing the way they did with Tom Brady for years. I mean, Michelle wasn't healthy last year. So I, I kind of – look, it happened. Last year happened. It is what it is. But I look at what they did two years ago. And look at what Michelle did. He carried the load. Now, he wasn't the pass catcher. But what they were doing was working because Brady was still at that top three level, which I'm not sure if he still is, but he's a lot better than fucking Cam Newton. But, but Sonny can, Michelle – Cam Newton can do something that Brady can't do. That's why they're going to run a whole different offense. Yeah, but if Cam Newton's in this position right they now, it's really going to too much. Cam, no, Cam Newton, he, he goes back stupid. to the old style line. No, he ran stupid. He, he didn't know when to get down, and he fucking ran right into the middle, which fucked him up, you know, accumulation injuries over the course of his career. He's going to have to learn how like, to slide. And I, I trust Bill Belichick to fucking be able to coach that guy. That guy, and, thing, Josh McDaniels, to coach the guy up. There's too many things going on, though, for this team. And I don't like when a team – I like when things are set for a team. And I, I like when the guy knows who his number one receiver is. I like to know NFL, the dynamic. In today's NFL, that's the easiest way to win games quickly is to create a Konami uh, code running back and running team, you know, and, and kind of work around that, work your passing around I, that as your base. That's I don't your know if they'll be able to do that, though. If you can do that I mean, and look, the game down, then you got Bill Belichick at the end of the games. Yeah. Those calls to win the coin flip games at the end of the game. I mean, that, that, that's how their team wins 10 games next year. We talked that, that team wins 10 games. There's no doubting Bill Belichick. I mean, I don't doubt Belichick. I think he's probably the best ever right now, anyway. But I'm just saying, if that dude pulls 10 games out with the situation he's going to this year, he's a fucking maniac because I, I don't like. I just don't. I think the talent's fallen off the last two years. They've lost Trey Flowers. They lost Van Noy. They're two best front seven players. Hightower's not been the same guy the last couple of years. You know, obviously, the guy Gilmore is arguably the best corner in the league. But, you know, guys like Chung McCord, they're starting to get older. 
And that front seven is not going to be as good. I think the defense is going to be a little more porous. I think not having Brady manage the clock, you know, that, that makes a fucking difference. I mean, Brady is a guy who just – a cerebral part of the game, even though he wasn't skill-wise maybe what he was five years ago, he's a much more heady player than Cam Newton would ever be. And, and that's just no doubt. I mean, Tom Brady's on a different level when it comes to that. I, I just don't think that team that, – that's the only way that team can win 10 games. Sunday <laughs> Shell has to be the every down back. He's – the best back they got by far in that roster. That front seven has to overachieve as well. That front seven, they have to find the next Kyle Van Noy type guy or Trey Flowers. Yeah. That's the only way it's going to work. If that front seven looks yeah. like they play what they look like on paper, and it's, if Michelle's banged up again, that team loses double digit games. It's much easier to create a running game to get uh, guys on board in a run heavy system. They get the you get to hit people instead of playing on their heels and letting letting pass rushers, you know, try to get at the quarterback. I think I think this is what this team needs. They're going to try to get into, you know, the new style of football. I mean, they they went as far with Brady as they could. He decided to leave, or that whatever happened happened. Who gives a shit? Um, but now they're going to move forward with Cam Newton, who may still have some good football left. It's it's intriguing to me. I can't wait to see it. I mean, they're, they're taking a flyer on him, and it makes sense. I get why they're doing it. I mean, they have no other option instead of Brian Hoyer. So why not? I mean, you know, you maybe know, they are trying to. So you would never like. You know, try to show it from the other side. I'm just showing that you know, there's, there's multiple possibilities. No, no, I, I will show it from the other side. I mean, look, Cam Newton. Cam Newton was a great runner. He he set and, up. There's a series coming out about Cam Newton. I'm gonna check it out. It's coming out pretty soon on the Ringer on the Ringer podcast networks. Here's my thing about Cam Newton. Cam Newton to me, I just don't like where he's at this point in his career. I think there's too many changes, too many things moving, moving parts. They've lost too much talent. I think the Patriots are in trouble. I do think this is a smart move by the Patriots, though. I, I'm not, I give their front office kudos because a one-year deal it doesn't hurt you're going to probably miss the playoffs you get better draft stock next year they like you said they may be transitioning that offense to another guy in 2021 a quarterback that they could go draft that could have a similar style a mobile kind of guy like newton it could help the offense kind of facilitate towards that path you know i mean even if newton is not the guy if newton comes on and he shoot rainbows out of his ass and he looks like the guy he was five years ago rather than the last four then maybe you, you go with it and yeah you like, I like you to throw those comments out you know instead of the last four but we can't forget 386 yards against the saints in a playoff game the last time we saw a guy healthy on a field i think he still has some football to play yeah, I mean, look, one game, it happens, man. I mean, Nick Foles looked incredible in the postseason. I think he's like the 40th best quarterback in the league. But, look, I'm just going to – let's move on, man. We spent too much time on Cam. Um, you know, it's an intriguing topic. You know, I mean, whatever, however you feel. I think most Saints fans can't stand the guy, and, and that's fine. But I'm, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I just don't think it's going to work. I don't like the situation, but I get the move. I think it's a good move for him to prove himself and maybe get a job there or elsewhere. And it's a good move for the Patriots because even if it doesn't work, it transitions that offense into what the future quarterback might be. Um, like you said, with the mobile QB and all nowadays in the 2020 NFL football. But uh, let's go on. You know, COVID-19, man, it's still affecting us, obviously. Fuckers aren't wearing masks. They got to wear the masks. I mean, local leadership is basically Definitely. telling them they got to wear masks. Cynthia Lee Shang, That's you know, Governor got to wear the fucking mask. And, I mean, it hits close to home. Three Pelicans players – it's been announced today that tested positive for COVID. So what the oh, fuck, fuck, dude? What I mean, you gonna do Zion? Huh? <laughs> what you gonna do without Zion? What you mean? He got COVID. I heard. 
I don't has it been has that really been proven that he's gotten it? Yeah, yeah. I just heard it right here in my head. Yeah, exactly. Man, you smoke way too much of that good. I wouldn't do that, man. I'm a I'm a professional. Listen, yeah, get out of town. Look, man, I'm saying this. There's three players now. They haven't identified them. I don't want to play, I don't want to stir bullshit. I don't like to, you know, it's a serious life and death situation. But it does, you know, make you ponder. Is there a reason? I mean, let's be real. Probably the biggest name the NBA has ever come out with so far has been Rudy Gobert, obviously, on March 11th. I mean, there's been other players. We heard DeAndre Jordan, Spencer Dinwiddie recently. Jordan's not going to play. There's several other players that elected not to play with the restart. Um, that number might grow a little more before that time. But if the Pelicans, let's be real, you think – that? I mean, can they even keep the lid on this thing? I mean, does the NBA want it to be known if it is Zion, one of the guys? I mean, heaven forbid it's not – I mean, I don't want none of the guys to be COVID. I mean, I, you know, I, I like think the it's like, um, I think it's like, uh, I want to say political, but like, you know, it's like everybody's right whether they want people to know whether they have COVID or not. I mean, I think, I mean, you've seen some big, I mean, big name celebrities, right. about Sean Payton, the Saints coach, I mean, Tom Hanks, you know, I'm just saying, do you think the NBA? Right. I think you should tell people because. You know, well, I think you have to. I think it's going to have to Well, I think it. I think it's almost going to have to become public knowledge at this point. But I mean, if it is indeed Zion, I mean, like, like I said, I don't want any of our guys to contract this thing, and I hope everybody gets past it and everybody's healthy. But that's going to be a massive story if it comes out that it's Zion. I mean, you know, and the Pelicans got some named guys. I mean, look, they're, they're, I mean, Brandon Ingram was an All Star this year. There's a lot of guys with name value. Drew Holiday for an All Star. You know, I mean, Lonzo Ball. You know, I mean, there's a lot of big names in the team. Um, J.J. Redick. I mean, the, you know, the Pelicans have some very recognizable names in the NBA, very fun team to watch, even for the, the fans in other cities. But if this is Zion, man, this is a major – you know, the, the, the media is going to go apeshit with this if it is Zion. You know, I mean – But if it, – I mean, I don't, I don't three, know if you know, If you got three people, you know, could they have passed it? Who did they pass it to? Then you gotta you follow the the string and see, you know how you know how who where it, where it originate from. But you know it's 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 really scary. It, it feels like uh, you know sports may get taken away from us again because uh, you know just people can't you know wear a mask and socially distance because uh, the number. I'm not even sure if we're out of the first first spike yet. We're still in the continuous. You know, never got out of the stage one or whatnot. Well, you know, and, and that's the point, too. I mean, and, and Zion's been here. That's been the thing, you know, the whole story we heard in the last couple of weeks. He's been here working out, you know, uh, pretty much between the city and here in Metairie, you know, I mean, back and forth. So, I mean, like you said, and, you know, New Orleans was still kind of a hotbed. I mean, the numbers have, have recently spiked after a nice little downfall for a couple of weeks. We're back up again, unfortunately. And like you said, it, it's on the citizens, man. It's on all of us to do our due diligence until a vaccine's out. I mean, look, Zion's been here the whole time. I mean, like I said, you don't want anybody to track this thing. But if, if, if it does indeed come out that it's Zion, this is going to be a major story, man. I mean, this is going to be world global news. I mean. But like I said, we're going to wait here by Indo. What's that? They're going to be talking about it in Indochina. They will probably, man. You got to have some chicken and igloo in Iceland somewhere talking about, you know, old number one for New Orleans. You know, I, love, I hope I hope everybody's okay, man. I hope whoever's got it gets over pretty quickly, man. I, like I said, 
we all, you know, as fans, man, we, we appreciate the entire roster, man. We don't want anybody to contract this shit. We just hope we all do the right thing, and this thing will eventually, hopefully, you know, wean itself out slowly. But uh, real man. quick, man, last thing I think we're going to really get to, man, what are your feelings? Uh, I've been hearing some pieces come out last few days with the Saints um, regarding, you know, a guy who's kind of slipped on the depth chart. Had a first couple of seasons that were very inconsistent here in New Orleans. Uh, UCF product, Traquan Smith, man. Uh, a lot of people are thinking he's going to break out this year in year three. We've seen some moments, you know, the Eagles game, the Redskins the last couple of years, but he's been inconsistent and he's been unhealthy at times. I mean, do you believe this guy, uh, you know, can he break out right now with all the weapons of the offense? Like, he, will he be consistent uh, enough with all these other balls going around? Honestly, um, to be honest, as – as a fourth option in the passing game, um, you know, there's 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 a lot uh, up for grabs in that spot. You know, I mean, you got Michael Thomas and and either Jerry Cook or Emmanuel Sanders. However, you got those second so those second two paired. You know, I wouldn't have a problem either way. You know, uh, I think either one of them could have a really good year. But the the, the fourth guy is is kind of up for grabs. I mean, you got you got Raquan Smith. You got um, yeah, I'd say Harris guy. You got could have murdered. You got Adam Troutman. You know he can he can force his way into the twelfth personnel. He's he's probably one of the most talented uh, you know uh, tight ends that the team has brought in in a while. And you yeah. still got you still got people that you know kind of on the fringe. You know some of those practice squad guys. You know guys that can work their way into onto the team like a. Like a uh, like a Willie Sneed, you, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of. We never really saw much of him last season, you know. But he was a training camp darling last season. So I mean, that could be a guy maybe in year two that develops a little more, uh, you know, gets a little more playing time. I mean, I, I, like you said, Alvin Kamara catches 81 balls a year. You know what I'm saying? So the the opportunity. That's what I'm saying. With the opportunities not high unless there's somebody that gets hurt, you know, an injury. Can Traquan do enough with, you know, you're going to be seen a little less, you know, you're going to be seen a little bit less. You know, your, your usage might be a little more limited, but you have to make the most of those opportunities. And can Traquan do that? You know, eliminate drops, stay healthy, be a blocker, you know, do the small things, make the big plays when you're asked to make the big plays. I guess, is that all he can do at this point? The guy has a lot of talent. I love the way he, he you know, coming into the league, and, you know, you, you really haven't seen a lot the way he would cross the field. But, um, you know, it, it makes you wonder, is, is is his upside as field stretcher, will he ever make it past that? But he, he's got a lot of natural talent. I'd like to see him work his way up into the, you know, in the depth chart. I mean, uh, Emmanuel Sanders is 33 years old, so you need somebody that's ready to take over if he's forced to, out of any a game action. Right. Sanders isn't a three or four year down the road kind of option. He's a one this year and next year kind of option. And beyond that, it's and got to be somebody is, else on the side of the And in this COVID world, I mean, what's to say two of your receivers don't get COVID and now all of a sudden they're out for two weeks and now you're forced to lean on guys like like Traquan? Well, Traquan's going to have to get crap. I, mean, I think he's a decent route runner. I really do. I think he's got to clean up some of the drops and just some of the mistakes. I think if he can clean up the occasional drops or just a mistake maybe with a bad route, I think he does have potential as a route runner. I mean, you see him run some nice routes at times, and he can look very smooth. He just has to put it all together to me. You know what I'm saying? If he can stay healthy, that's a big start. But 
Yeah, I'm with you, man, because you got to watch out for Deontay Harris. I mean, Deontay Harris could get a lot more run. I mean, we saw him catch the big pass from Taysom Hill, the 50-yarder in, in the wild card game. Harris is a guy that a lot of people say, hey, get this guy on the field. He's such a great open field runner. You know, he looks like he can catch the ball a little bit. If you could just put this guy in a Ted Ginn Jr. role, he would be gold. You know, run one or two simple routes, maybe throw the guy a quick out here and there in reverse. You know what I'm saying? So Traquan's really got to work his ass off to get that consistent snappage. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. I mean, I just, I just think, I think there's a lot of competition there, you know? Uh, uh, TJ Beats thinks that Mike McCarthy's going to do just fine with the Cowboys. <laughs> I think he could. I, I don't hate McCarthy. I know you're not the biggest McCarthy guy, but I like McCarthy. I think that's a big upgrade over, uh, you know, Jason Garrett. I mean, I don't, the thing I like about the Cowboys still is I think they got a dog shit secondary. I worry about the defensive line getting pressure. Even though there's some names there, I don't know. It might be a lack of substance. Um, and, and that's really – I mean, I like the offense. The offense should be fine with that. the talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball. They're, they're elite as far as that goes. Frederick, they retired. Don't forget Travis Frederick did uh, did retire. That's a big loss, dude. And that, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, that team thinks that they have too many weapons. And that could be a little bit of an issue, too. I mean, you know, just the, the, the dynamic. I mean, I think dynamic's so important in sports. And, I mean, you got CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. And remember, Cooper's on this deal. I mean, you brought up a good point. A lot of people don't realize they thought it was a terrible contract, but the Cowboys are able to get that contract pretty soon. So, I mean, Cooper's almost in an audition for his next deal still. You know what I mean? Even though he's getting paid like a motherfucker, he's still in an audition mode. I mean, he's still in the prime of his career. And the Cowboys could opt out of that deal very soon. They could go with Gallup and Lamb as their future, you know. So it is. That's very. That's, weird things that's a very. That's very much a possibility, um, you know. Right. My question: Oh, fucking galaxy, fucking brain! What if at some point in the season, Amari yeah. Cooper, Jamal Adams, fucking trade? Bam. I mean, Jamal Adams gets there. I'll tell you this. It would make I mean, a world of sense. Proven receiver in the worst way. You know, it's funny. I don't know how that, that, that proposal hasn't come up anywhere. I've never read anything about that, but that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it fixes both teams, huge needs for both teams. I mean, the Jets need a number one receiver desperately. I mean, they're starting fucking then, Jameson Crowder with Jamal And then the know, Cowboys. I like him. He's not be ready yet. I just fixed the fucking Cowboys. The Cowboys signed Taylor Gabriel as their third guy because the Saints for some reason. How many, how many times I've publicly come out here and said how much of a fan of Michael Gallup? I mean, Gallup has to clean up a few things, but to me, he's the more talented between him and Cooper, in my opinion. I think by a pretty wide margin. I think Gallup could be a superstar. If he cleans uh, up a couple of things, and it's Lamb, we know it's Lamb. Cooper's got a lot better than Gallup's a, a situation of deep right point. I don't know, man. I feasted off of secondary corners. Cooper's getting the top Cooper's of the top. Cooper's the most overrated player possibly in the league. Cooper, but he's taking the number one assignment every week. What does that mean? Michael Thomas takes the number one assignment. He don't drop near as many passes as Amari Cooper does. All this fucking Cooper did. You, you got to check your stats, bro. Gallup what are you dropped, talking about? Gallup like led the league in drops last year. I just, 
I just said that two minutes ago. I said Gallup's got to clean up the drops, but he's more athletic. I like his Cooper because of the drops. Well, Cooper cleaned up the drops last year. You know, Gallup's cool. a better athlete. He's younger. He's cheaper. To me, and, and I, go with that. I go with cheaper, athlete, youth. I, all those things make a lot more to me on the side of Gallup. Gallup will never be as good as Cooper has been in the last couple of years, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I, the the, the deal is why you make the move happen and you fix your secondary. It's not because Cooper sucks. Because you, I, I don't think Cooper sucks. Cooper There's a difference sucks. between Cooper sucks and being vastly overpaid. He's nowhere near a top fifteen receiver, in my opinion. That guy is one of the most overrated players in the league. I'm going to say the top eight receiver that I don't even mind. I mean, there's no way receiver in his league right now. Not. I'll name ten better right now. I'll name ten better right yeah, now. I'll yeah, name yeah, number 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 two number two receivers better than I got right now. Cooper's I'll like the ten receivers right in the league. Oh, I'm saying I can name ten receivers right now. I have no pictures. I have nothing. I have a couple beers in front of me. Yeah, I can name ten receivers. I'm gonna call half of them because they're nonsense. So Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. That's four in our division. That's better than this guy. And we start getting around the league. He's better than Mike Evans. Hills. I mean, come on, dude. He's better than Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. Come on. Get out of town, man. Mike Evans does one thing. You got to be fantasy leagues around here. Oh, you you need some fantasy fantasy in your life. Fucking fantasy. I'm talking about real life. We're talking about real football. I'm talking about a guy who led the league in drops for the last three or four years. He's got more drops the last four years than any receiver in the league. I'm just saying, this is a guy who's not sexy athletically. He is a good route runner, but if you're not sexy athletically and you have that high number of drops, he's a good athlete. Gallup, to me, when it looked, when things got more important as the season went on, he looked like their best receiver. That's all I'm saying. Now, he had the drops. I said that. He's got to clean up the drops. But Gallup has upside. He has youth. He has a lower cost. Now, if you can spend the money to get the you can trade Amari Cooper for Jamal Adams. Right up now, another on the other corner on the other side. You, I don't care who you draw. I mean, that's an excuse. Listen, that ain't no excuse for dropping passes. The best receivers draw them once. He didn't drop. He didn't drop. He didn't drop half as many passes as Gallup last year. If you, I mean, he cleaned it up a little bit last year, but he to yeah. me still a very above average receiver. Listen, here's my thing. All right, they, they didn't sign into that deal for a reason. Why? Hey, I guarantee why that you're crazy. That's the worst take you've ever in his life. Cooper's does Michael Thomas's contract or Julio Jones' contract have an out after like the first year? Come on, man. The Cowboys knew what they were doing here. I mean, it, it, the proof's in the pudding. Look, they can oh, trade you got Richie on your side. You got Richie. Richie. I, I trade Amari Cooper and Jamal Adams all day Richie long. That's is a, on board. That's Cooper sucks. I didn't say he sucks. I just say he's not. I think Gallup's a better option long term. I don't think he's, he's nowhere near a top ten receiver, and Gallup's a better long term option financially. It just makes a lot more sense. You got you can't manage the game and give everybody twenty million dollars. That's teams that that struggle to do that. You got to be smart with the way you spend money, the way the Patriots have. I mean, you can't just throw money at guys like Cooper. He's not worth twenty million a year. And no plan. Had a I lot mean, of drops. Brandon Marshall had a lot of drops. The best receivers always lead. lead I'm just saying, I just know any of the top ten targets. receivers. I named like eight of them in like ten seconds. I mean, I could keep going. You named on. Julio. I mean, you named Julio and Michael Thomas. 
No, dude. My, both Tampa receivers are superior. You're going to tell me Godwin no. and Evans are better than Evans are worse. I don't know which ones you have before you came on, brother. Evans is a one only that lived on bad teams that just chucked oh, the ball. Because they were always bad. Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham Jr. I wouldn't trust like Come Evans on, to give me a first down when I need him. Come on. Come on. Antonio Brown can't trust him. Like he's he's like, he has a great empty fucking Tyreek catch. Come on, man. That's why that we always say Keenan Allen's better than that. Nobody believes that they're going to this year. Come on. Keenan Allen's better than Amari Cooper. OBJ. They're like the fucking same guy. Except fucking Amari Cooper. I'd take Gordon Sutton over Amari Cooper. I like Keenan Allen. Look at the numbers. His numbers are better. They're all numbers. I'm a numbers counter. That's the fucking. They've won more. They've won more. He's put up numbers and they've been a better team. So, I mean, if you get wins and you got better numbers, what else are you relying on? You're just relying on C's height? I'm just no, saying, he's got better numbers. Angle was fucking terrible last year. But I'm just saying, okay, They made the playoffs like once in the last four years. The Chargers have won more games than the Cowboys, I bet, in the last five years. I'm just saying. I mean, Adam Thielen, better receiver. Stephon Diggs, better receiver. I mean, I'm named like 15 He's not guys. better than Diggs. Is be, he's not be, better. He's that better than Diggs. Who? Amari Cooper is better than Diggs. Come on, man. I'd say it's a toss-up, but I'd probably give the – I'll see what Diggs does this year with Buffalo. That That's a, a toss-up with those two. But Thielen's definitely better. It's not even close. Thielen's a much more polished player than would Cooper ever be. They're, like, um, very similar in my, in my nah, opinion. Cooper, look, go watch Amari Cooper versus Marshawn Lattimore and go watch fucking Adam Thielen. It's a different – I mean, he makes Cooper his bitch. Thielen's a guy that really was a big reason the Vikings beat us. I mean, and that's one of the best corners in the league, Marshawn Lattimore. I'm just saying, Adam Thielen's the truth. He, that guy, less than 100%, is still better than fucking Amari Cooper. I mean, it's not even close. Um, I'm just saying, if, if you could trade Jamal Adams for Amari Cooper, why would you not do it? That's all I'm saying. Their secondary is dog shit. He brings an immediate presence to that secondary. You still have Michael Gallup. You still have CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel yeah, Elliott. You got a good number two receiver, and C.D. Lamb's going to step up into that number one role. I like it. Maybe he might. He might. But I'm just saying, you're still better off if you trade Cooper. That's the point. You're I'm not saying if you get Jamal Adams. I'm just saying, if you can trade Amari Cooper or Jamal Adams, that's a no-brainer. Anybody does that any day, any time. That's not even close. You're not. That would be a rip-off deal. The Jets will suffer horribly long-term from that. It's a good move for them because Adams wants out, and Cooper gives – Donald a legit number one. He needs to have a big year after what he's done the first couple of years. But I'm just saying, I get the sensible move from the Jets standpoint. It would be. But if they the player they can bring back unless they just go for a straight up draft pick, which you know I'm just saying, if you could trade Amari Cooper, you do it yesterday for Jamal Adams. It's not even like that that's a huge move for them. If they get Jamal Adams, that they sign Taylor Gabriel, that seems that seems fixed. They just need uh they need some of these corners to step up, whoever they drafted. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't rely on that, that secondary is terrible. They're going to give up tons of big plays, especially in that division. But, you know, but Jamal, I mean, Adams, Jamal Adams makes that team. Jamal Adams makes that team closer to being the the Chiefs. Oh, absolutely. They got that one guy that, that can make a, a play to turn a game. In second, uh, Absolutely. Right now, that secondary, that, that defensive front, that defensive line's got to really overachieve or play up to their potential, whatever you want to call it. I, I think it might even take a little overachieving, but 
that secondary is not very gifted right now. There's a lot of inexperience. Speaking over to Diggs and you know Diggs, I just don't think that's going to get it done, man. I think they got to get better. Peter, we have overachieved our time limit. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right, I'm out, motherfuckers. Get the fuck out of here. We got the. To let you know that the show is over with.